Hey, welcome to the Sleeping At Last podcast. This is the 37th episode, and uh, this one is is deeply personal and, and really special to me. Um, it concludes my mother collection of songs, and um, I'm just really uh, looking forward to sharing uh, all that went into this project. So thank you for listening. My name is Ryan, and uh, I'm so glad you're here. Today I'm really honored to talk to you about my song, Mother, which is of course the title track of this little collection of songs that we've been talking about over the last four episodes. This song actually originally released one year ago um, in in the weeks right after I lost my mom. And I I hadn't recorded an episode about this song um, because I wrote it so soon after losing her and I just didn't feel able to to really talk about it or, or to process it on here. That song was just something that I, I felt like I needed to record, and and at that point I, I didn't have any plans to to uh, to write any songs about grief or loss. Um, this was sort of a just a, a singular moment of honoring my mom and to put down on some sort of permanent record um, my love for my mom. And so my my original plan, which I think I talked about um, in maybe the beginning of these uh, episodes about my mother songs, my original plan was so messy. It was just, I, I believed that I could carry on and continue writing in my Atlas Three project, which was a, a project that I started just shortly before losing her. But of course, I was coming up against all sorts of brick walls. I just couldn't write anything that fit into any of the projects that I was currently working on, astronomy, atoms, Atlas especially. Uh, but these other songs kept surfacing. And it's so obvious to me now that these songs were an integral part of my processing of my grief, and they needed to happen before I could do anything else. And so now, one year later, as we approach Mother's Day, my, my second Mother's Day without my mom, I just I feel immensely grateful to get to um, have had this conversation with you guys and to be able to process out loud my, my grief, the, the loss, and, and love um, for this person that has meant so much to me in my life um, and has shaped every part of who I am. And uh, so with today's episode, this is this concludes my mother collection of songs. And honestly, all of it has just felt like such a deep and needed exhale in my life. So if you've been listening along, I, I cannot tell you how much that means to me. I am so, so grateful for you. And uh, today I'm really, really touched and honored to get to share my song, Mother, and all that it means to me uh, in honoring this incredible person that I got to call my mom. Before we dive in, let's go ahead and listen to the original recording of Mother. And uh, later in the episode, we'll listen to a new version that is called Mother Voice Memo and features the absolutely gorgeous cellos from Sharon Gerber. Here is the title track of my collection of songs called Mother. Love bigger than the ocean is what you've given to me you hunted down every danger so my brother and i could swim free in a love bigger than the ocean Shores, they were mighty scary But at my back I 
now I'm more than grateful for a love bigger than the ocean. I dreamt you were down by the water. You look so proud and happy to see me. You were laying down some kind of red carpet on the beach. I said, Mom, I'm not sure what this means. It wasn't in. To a love bigger than the ocean Now we've got children of our own We dive back into the waters we As you loved us, we'll love them to the brim Because of you, they already know how to swim In a love bigger than a love deeper than the ocean Of course, each of these songs in my mother collection are certainly wearing my broken heart on my sleeve. It's all processing the grief of losing her. And this song breaks my heart in a little bit of a different way because it just makes me miss her so much. I actually started writing this song when she was in the hospital. And part of the heartbreak with this one in particular was I was trying really, really, really hard to finish it and to be able to show her before she passed. And I wasn't able to do that. in retrospect, of course, I'm, I'm so grateful that I chose more time with her, near her, um, instead of spending time writing a song. But I, I just wish, I wish I could have told her these things when she was alive. And um, I believe that she hears it and she knows it, but I, um, I just, that's one of the biggest um, heartbreaks for me with hearing this song. Uh, and lately I've been trying to play it, just, it, it feels a little bit therapeutic to just sing this uh, on occasion and every time that's the that's the thing that kind of sticks in my in my soul is just that oh gosh i remember piecing these chords together in the late nights after being with her all day in the hospital and because of the covid rules we we weren't allowed to be overnight and so i'd come home 
and just have this massive amount of like emotional hangover. And, but I really, really, really wanted to write her a song and to express all these things to her in, in person. And um, so I, I would try and it came together a little slower than I'd hoped. Obviously it makes sense because I was so overwhelmed. Um, but I do know that the first lyric, love bigger than the ocean is what you've given to me. I, I would play that and that was the beginning and that's pretty much all I had for a, a couple weeks. And I, uh, I, I was just completely devastated that I wasn't able to finish it. And so in, in my mind, after she'd passed, I was gonna throw this song out because I'd, it was too painful. It was too hard to, to go back and, and try to finish something that I wasn't able to show her in person. And um, a, a couple weeks after she passed, I, I decided to return to the piano. And I think I've said it before, but it, it felt like a friend. It felt actually somehow really comforting to write this song and to be able to say these things in some permanent way. Uh, and, and so I kept writing it and I didn't really have any idea of like putting it out into the world. I, it was just sort of for me. And, um, it was, it just happened like when I finished it, it, it just happened to be around mother's day. And so I think it was my wife who was just like, you should really, you should really put that out into the world in honor of your mom for mother's day. And, and so I did, and it felt life-giving in a way to get to share this, this tribute to my mom and, and the beautiful person that she was. Um, around the first Mother's Day in my life without her. I think it felt good to do something hopeful and positive in, in a time uh, that felt really, really hopeless. I've mentioned earlier, because there is this theme of, of water and the ocean that runs through many of these mother songs. Um, my mom and I shared a deep love and appreciation for the ocean. And um, so when I was writing this song, I knew right away that I, I wanted to point to that. And that's something that I, I point to a lot in my song two, which is part of my Enneagram songs, uh, because my mom was an Enneagram type two. And I think in my learning about that that type, um, I, I was I was kind of always comparing it to the ocean. It's like this this inviting and beautiful and, and gentle force of nature. Uh, it's it's equal parts dangerous and huge and, and massive and protective. And so there's all sorts of ocean references in my type two song. And I was thinking about her when I wrote that. She was my, uh, my exemplary type two. Musically, Mother is, is certainly a very simple folk song, verse after verse. I wanted to musically do something to represent the ocean as well, and so I had a couple ideas. One was to perform it with just a lot more fluidity, a little bit messier, and to constantly just kind of roll the, the piano notes. Um, and then in the writing of the song, I wanted there to be this little instrumental piece after each verse that represents the ocean a little bit more deliberately, so the melody after each verse ascends and descends, and I wanted that to feel like the water on the beach. I wanted it to feel like waves. So after verse one, that melody plays one time. After verse two, the melody plays twice. After verse three, you hear it three times, and then after verse four, you hear it four times through. And the reason I did that is because I am a dork. And that's pretty much that's pretty much the only reason why. And, and I just like things to be literal. So uh, verse one, 
one wave, verse two, two waves, verse three, three waves. And uh, um, along those lines, I also included recordings of the Pacific Ocean. So throughout the whole song, you'll hear audio of the Pacific Ocean, um, which is from video that I took. And uh, I'll bring it back to a pretty sad note, but it's a, it's a, it's a video I took of my mom playing with my daughter Lily in, in Honolulu. And, and the water that they're playing in is off of Waikiki Beach. And um, it is the same area where we had the, the ash scattering ceremony for my mom um, just a month ago. So it is especially meaningful to me um, that this was included in this song that that came out a year ago, that this place and and the water gets to be this through line um, in the entire collection of my mother's songs. So in the next lyric, you hunted down every danger so my brother and I could swim free in a love bigger than the ocean. I wanted to kind of balance the soft and fierceness that that my mom was. Uh, She really did hunt down every danger on on my brother's and my behalf. Uh, She was this devoted protector of her children. Absolutely mother bear type of situation. And um, the result was that my brother and I got to feel safe. And that is such a gift I know now as an adult that that is not a given, that is not guaranteed to many people. And um, I'm just really, really grateful for it. So I wanted to use language like hunted, I'm in this sweet song about my mom and how much I love her. And then the word hunted feels like kind of jarring. And I like that because uh, it, it points to that part of her that, that would do anything to protect my brother and I. The next lyrics in the song, the shores, they were mighty scary, but at my back, I had the mighty sea. This is me thinking through a lot of my my teenager slash early adulthood years where I had the absolute support of my mom, which is why I felt so safe to be able to like pursue what might seem like a very irresponsible career path in music. Um, I was able to do that not only with like confidence, but I was able to do that with her full support and her full backing. And so I like the idea of, of me growing up and sort of walking upon these unfamiliar shores um, that are maybe are objectively scary because they're new. But I got to do this with the power and the, the love of my mom. And um, the next lyric, there's something so strange about human nature. We get so used to the gifts that we receive. Now I'm more than grateful for a love bigger than the ocean. When I wrote those lines, I, I felt like I was finally able to put my finger on something that I've been trying to articulate for a while, just in normal conversations. And, and that is that we get so used to the gifts we receive that like, I, it, it is so sad that somehow the more we receive, the more the love and kindness and support we receive, it doesn't always mean that we're equal parts grateful. And more times than not, we, we just get kind of used to our environment. I hate that. I really, really do. And especially in the context of losing my mom, I just have now done the the cliche thing of rewinding the tapes and realizing, oh my gosh, like I, I, I knew that I had it good and I knew that I was so lucky to have the mom that I had. Uh, but gosh, you don't see it in, in the clarity that you do um, until losing that person. And so, of course, I, I wrote this as a reminder to myself to just stop getting used to the the good that I receive. Like it, it is a gift and that's what it should always be considered. And um, that's so much easier said than done. 
But in all honesty, I've thought back on those lyrics maybe a hundred times this past year in, in all sorts of different scenarios. And I think it just helps me to to be aware of it and to notice um, the ways that I'm still continuing to just be immune to the the, the goodness that comes in my life. Um, but it also just helps me to be more aware of, of how we are wired. And um, it just, I think it encourages me to continue reaching towards gratitude. The next verse, which is the third verse, is very specific and maybe a little bit strange. Um, I'll explain in a second here, but the lyrics are, I dreamt you were down by the water. You looked so proud and happy to see me. You were laying down some kind of red carpet on the beach. I said, mom, I'm not sure what this means. It was an invitation to a love bigger than the ocean. So this is a direct reference to a a dream that I had. And I actually shared this story in in the episode about my song, Asleep, which I I very gently nod to the same dream in in that song. Um, But here I I nod to it very directly. Um, A few months before my my family and I had any knowledge or um, understanding that my mom was not doing well in her health, I had this strange kind of vivid dream and uh, this was this was right around the time I was writing my song called Asleep, and I was trying to learn everything I possibly could about dream life and dream theory and dream analysis and, and just sleep in general. And so, um, but before I had this specific dream, I, I had an appointment with my therapist, and I was just kind of curious um, as I was researching this. I think I had reference. Oh, I'm writing the song called Asleep, and. And he shared a bunch of just really fascinating information. Um, but he, uh, on, the, on the end of that episode, he just encouraged me to try to keep a record, jot down my dreams. And so I, up until that point, I had never really cared about my dreams that much or given them any sort of thought outside of a couple, you know, a few occasional weird ones. I think it was the day after that appointment, I, I woke up in the morning and just had this extremely vivid recollection of a dream. And so I, I, I wrote it down right away. And so the dream was I was in Hawaii and I was walking up this beautiful, lush, green hill where you could look down and, and see the ocean in this gorgeous panoramic view. And I was walking with, with a bunch of friends and all of a sudden I, my phone rang and uh, it was my mom. And she asked if, uh, if there was any way that I could come check something out. And she was kind of excited. And so I, I met up with her and she was somewhere near the water and there's these gorgeous black rocks and this this huge beautiful beach and um i i looked down at her i was kind of far away and i could see that she had just installed a a very very large amount of carpet just on the beach and it was kind of in the footprint of a house and so it was almost like laying down the carpet without a house and it was just there in the like on on top of the sand and then on top of these black rocks by the water and the water was just lapping over it at wave after wave. And um, I was so confused. I I saw her and then I got closer and I could see that she was just so excited. Even though every time a wave came in, she would be like pushing, pushing the carpet back down because it had gotten wet and kind of folded over. And so she kept constantly pushing it down. And I was just like, mom, I don't, I don't get it. What, what, why did you have this installed? And she was just like very confused and puzzled that I would be so confused and um, I could sense, like, she didn't really say anything. I could just sense that she was sad that I couldn't just be happy for her because she was so proud of this. And um, then I woke up. Uh, so outside of just thinking, wow, that was that was a weird dream, I, I didn't think much about it at all. Um, but I did share it with my therapist the next week just because I thought it was like, oh, yeah, I did go f- dream fishing and I caught this weird one. 
Um, and so we talked a little bit about it and I don't know, it, something, it, something felt special about it in some way or another. And, um, at that point, as I said, my mom was not sick. Uh, we had no plans to go to Hawaii. So subconsciously I couldn't figure out where those dots could be connected, but so I just thought it was interesting, but something about it that kind of did stick in my mind was just how she was really excited. And my reaction, which seems very logical, like, Hey, why are you laying carpet on the beach? That that would be received as as critical or, or judgmental. It just made me feel like, oh gosh, I just didn't like making my mom feel that way because she was so excited and she wanted to share something with me. And so that kind of bothered me about it and made me a little bit reflective of just our relationship. And um, so months passed and when my mom got sick and was rushed to the hospital and was living her last couple weeks of life, like one of the one of the last days of her consciousness, um, she started talking about that she wanted her ashes spread in Hawaii. And that was a, a, a really, um, I think it was it was very surprising to us because um, at least for my entire life, I had not ever heard her talk about her own death. And so it, it made the whole thing so real. And um, I think also her describing Hawaii as the place that she wanted to have her ashes spread, that was... It just, uh, having had that dream, it was just kind of this weird like connection to it. I had this visual in my head and that I had been, you know, examining for the sake of writing my sleep song really to just kind of think through my dreams and just to, um, I don't know, it just, it, it, all of a sudden that moment, it just kind of all came together. And I don't, I don't necessarily believe in any sort of like prophetic dreams or anything like that. Uh, and I don't think that that's what this was, but I believe that there's a reason that I was supposed to pay attention to that dream in particular. Uh, and I'm really grateful for it, which is, it's, it's hard, kind of hard to explain, but I, I feel like the months before my mom passed, having examined this dream somehow helped me process the goodbye that I was going to have to say that I had no idea I was going to have to say. And I think in the context of her final days and thinking about the the strange coincidence of her, um, you know, for the first time saying that she wanted her ashes spread in Hawaii and me having that visual, you know, that, that image from my dream of, of her being down by the water. And then in the immediate days after, um, I think that thing that had made me feel so confused about the dream and why was she laying out this like carpet on the beach? It just made no sense. It, it bothered me because I, I knew that she just wanted me to feel proud of her and the days after that I had to say goodbye to her, um, I feel like that all of a sudden made sense to me. Um, and that's what I tried to write in, in this lyric. It was an invitation to a love bigger than the ocean. And so that's my translation of, of that little interaction in my dream is that my mom often did unique things in her life. Like there's things that did not make sense to me, uh, even though we had this absolutely beautiful and close relationship that I've detailed a little bit throughout the podcast. There was, especially in the last 10 years, there was lots of, you know, just normal relational things that like, mom, what are, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And the dream kind of put that through a, an interesting lens. And I think I see now uh, with not having her anymore, I, I see that it truly was an invitation to love her for who she is, exactly who she is, even in spite of like things that didn't necessarily make sense to me because I'm God knows I certainly did a lot of things that didn't make sense to her. And um, that's been a source of comfort for me. And so I wanted to include this dream in this song 
because in in a way her, her death was processed through this this unusual dream that I was able to kind of capture when I woke up well before we knew my mom was sick. And even in Hawaii a month or so ago when we were having the ceremony for my mom, um, this this dream has been sort of a, a little bit of a friend and a little bit of a, a just a place to process and, and think through not only my relationship with her, but just this, this whole experience of grief and loss. Uh, so I'm grateful for it. So let's let's listen to the abbreviated version of that story um, in the in the form of these lyrics. I dreamt you were down by the water. You look so proud and happy to see me. You were laying down some kind of red carpet on the beach. I said, Mom, I'm not sure. fourth verse is fairly self-explanatory, but those lyrics go, Now we've got children of our own. We dive back into the waters we have known. As you loved us, we'll love them to the brim. Because of you, they already know how to swim. In a love bigger than, a love deeper than the ocean. Losing my mom early like this has definitely put a, a really large emphasis on my my thoughts on who I am as a parent. And because we were close, I already had an, an amazing model for what a loving, nurturing parent looks like. But without her daily presence, not only as my mom, but as my kid's grandmother, I I, I just have done a lot more thinking about it, which is, it's hard to think about it too, because you'd hope that it would just like all, automatically translate into just like, great, I will be a better parent. And it's actually frustrating because the grief has made it difficult to show up with the energy and the enthusiasm that I want toward my life and um, toward my kids as a parent. Uh, but I wanted to write these lyrics down because I felt like they can help not only acknowledge that love and support that my brother and I received as kids, but that we have not only the the duty, but the honor of, of, of sharing that um, that experience with our own children. And um, to be able to like make certain that our children are the beneficiaries of of that love that started with my mom, so it's an acknowledgement and and a reminder to me of that really beautiful map that my mom left us. In the final lyrics of the song, I still have so much I want to tell you. I still have so much to figure out. There's so much of you in every reflection of my life. I hope you know I couldn't be more proud of this life swimming in a love deeper than the ocean. Those words are, are, are sort of my attempt at bringing together both the grief and the gratitude that I, I felt in, in the wake of losing my mom. And so I guess in a way, um, in answer to that feeling that I got in my dream about um, my mom's face just kind of being like, oh, she just wanted me to be proud of her in this unusual thing that she was doing, uh, I just I wanted to to be really clear about that in the song of how like incredibly proud of her as a human being that I am. Um, she spent her whole life telling me and my brother how proud she was of us, and 
Um, in the hospital in her final days, I, I had that, that language in my mind as well. And I, I told her how proud I was of her. Just And she kept saying, why? I don't understand why. And I at that, that moment, I just made it about like, you know, who she is, but also for going through all this hard stuff with, with the attitude that she's having. She went through so many horrible tests and just uh, un- unbelievably sad and hard news constantly for, for two weeks straight before she passed. And so those words found my lips. I, I just wanted to tell her how proud I was. But it, after losing her and writing this song, I, I think I just I just wanted to document how deeply proud I am of her as a whole and also just to be her son. It is, that's, the, that's the main part of this. So uh, the grief is I still have so much I want to tell her, but the gratitude is like she really is part of every good thing in my life. That It is a re- direct result of, of the person that she chose to be, which is against all the odds of, of uh, the environment she was raised in and the life that she had. She, uh, she changed that tide for me and my brother, and I was trying to document that in this song. I still have so much I want to tell you I still have so much to figure out There's so much of you in every reflection of my life I hope you know I couldn't be more proud Of this life swimming in love deeper I mentioned in the last episode, um, there's a lyric from Bright Sadness that is, God, what a gift to be my mother's child. And I noted that it just is really heartbreaking to me that like I wasn't able to just say that clearly and often. And I did in certain ways, you know, whether it's like a birthday card or um, just a, a rare moment, but it shouldn't have been rare. It, it shouldn't have been rare at all. And I'm embarrassed that it was as rare as it was because she deserved all of the things that I'm able to say now so clearly she deserved to experience that when she was alive. And I feel, I feel real sad about that. Um, and in this song, I, I speak to that feeling when I say, I hope you know I couldn't be more proud. That was me very gently thinking through how much I hoped that she knew how much I loved her and how much she meant to me. And that thought, that that feeling of longing is is where the ending made the most sense for me in the writing of this song. I mentioned at the top of the episode that today a new version of Mother released into the world. I'm calling it Mother Voice Memo, and it's, it's just a slight variation. It's taken from, uh, as I was writing this song, I, in my process of writing, I'm always pressing record on my, my voice memo app in my phone, and um, this happened to be one of the first times I ever sang through the song. The lyrics are slightly different than the, the final outcome. There's some tweaks. But there's something, again, in just this raw um, state of the song that I that I wanted to share. And and so on this new version, I, I invited my, my dear friend and, and longtime collaborator, Sharon Gerber, to play cellos. And Sharon's responsible for the vast majority of strings on my music over the last 10 years. And uh, she's incredible. I am so grateful to keep working with her. And uh, she has made such a beautiful contribution, she and her daughter Anya, to uh, these songs in my mother collection. I'm forever grateful to them. 
it has meant so much to get to make these with them. Um, and for this song, I, I wanted to send her uh, what I call voice cellos. And so it's basically me just singing individual cello parts and she kindly plays them uh, far more beautiful than I sang them. And um, so that's what you hear in this song. And after we listen to the song, I'll uh, I'll show you what those voice cellos sound like, uh, so you can really appreciate how amazing Sharon is. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really really grateful to get to share this song with you. This new version called Mother Voice Memo. Oh, and I did want to point out um, because I think it'll make sense if I say it um, ahead of you hearing it. Uh, just like all of these songs in my mother collection, you hear bits of audio of my mom hidden throughout. And this one has a, a lot. Um, that same footage that I, I told you about in my Bright Sadness song, which is one of the one of the only videos that I'm aware of where my mom was actually filming. And um, she was filming this beautiful landscape in Hawaii, which is where we ended up having the ceremony for her. Um, to spread her ashes. And so um, in that same video, like uh, 45 minutes into it, there's there's part of me swimming in that ocean and her videotaping just the waves and, and people playing in the water. So you hear people playing in the background. And then at the very end of this song, you'll hear those waves. And um, right as it's fading out, you hear her say my name. And um, there was something about hearing her voice say my name at the end of um, this project that just meant a lot to me because um, I wasn't expecting it. Because when I imported the audio from that video in, into this song, uh, the idea was I was going to take the sound of the ocean, the waves, uh, and, and place it at the end of this song. And so as I was doing that, um, I, I let it play, and all of a sudden I heard her say my name. And uh, it, it broke me open in the, in the best way possible, um, so I, I decided to leave it at the tail end of the song. And throughout this whole new version of Mother, you'll hear little bits and pieces of um, audio from that same home video. Okay, now here is Mother Voice Memo. So proud and happy to see 
So I promised I would show you those voice cellos. So here is what I sent to Sharon. And in less than 24 hours, she sent this back to me. She's so good. Um, and then another example is, this is something I sent to Sharon. And this is what Sharon sent back to me. So incredibly fun. Thank you so much again to Sharon. As I mentioned, this new version of Mother brings my Mother collection of songs to a close. And I've got so many feelings about that. and It's all in- incredibly bittersweet. Uh, on one hand, it has been such a vital part of my processing the loss of my mom over this last year from how the songs surfaced kind of against my will to accepting them and starting to just embrace them and just understand that I needed to write these before I could write anything else. Um, to sharing them with you and, and having that honor of, of actually making my feelings known and then to talk through my experiences with loss and grief in in a vulnerable or honest way in, in, in this podcast, I think 
it's been really life-giving for me. It's, it's helped me take a bunch of steps towards healing that I don't know that I could have taken without this project. And on the other hand, uh, there's some relief in, in finishing out these songs because it's been really, really hard to relive a lot of the heartbreak and to, um, to share, uh, even in the writing of these songs, just to keep my mind on something that has been so painful and to intentionally look at it rather than to run away from it is kind of against a lot of my nature as a, as an Enneagram type nine, I would like to completely ignore this and just move on and, and, and try to do the best I can to, to feel none of the conflict or pain of losing somebody that I love so much. But this project has invited me to stay with it. And I think because you guys have been kind enough to share feedback, especially with that first song, Mother, that came out a year ago, I, I felt welcomed in in processing this stuff out loud. And that means so much to me because I, I needed to do this. I, I didn't know it at the time. Um, and now finishing these songs up, I, I, I recognize that this is like an essential part of my healing I will, of course, be processing and and grieving the loss of my mom for the rest of my life and in everything that I create in some way or another. But the Mother Songs collection have given me permission to just express exactly where I'm at in, in these last uh, several months. And that has been such a huge gift. I really, really, really appreciate it. Loss and grief are obviously the most natural part of life, which is a pretty big bummer. Um, I, I hope that I hope that whatever you're going through, that these songs and and all of my music can somehow meet you wherever you're at, and um, that this project, which is obviously so much self therapy, um, can also be a, a sense of hope, or at least just a, a sense of feeling a little less alone um, as you go through whatever you're going through. Um, but truly, I am I am beyond grateful. I, I don't even have the words to tell you how much it means to me that you have listened to this podcast, that you've listened to these songs, that you've been curious to know how I'm doing. I'm I'm really, really touched by that and and just really, really thankful for you. This episode releases just a few days before our U.S. Mother's Day. And uh, whether you have a wonderful relationship with your mom or not, whether your mom is still with you or not, whether you are a mother yourself or not, I hope that this day can somehow be peaceful. Uh, this is my second Mother's Day without my mom. And the first one last year was unimaginably sad. And um, it just gave me a, a much greater understanding for so many other folks that have um, either lost their mom or have lost their mom in a different way outside of death. And that's one aspect of, of grief that I, I don't know if I would say appreciate, but that I have noticed is that grief and loss carve out capacity and space for other people's experiences in, in a different way than I've ever known. I think what it does is it provides context for pain. And so when you hear about other people's very nuanced hurts in relationships and loss. I feel like even though we're all on such a different path with suffering, we earn or we gain a perspective that um, just makes a lot more room for other people's experience. So whatever you're going through, um, I hope you feel seen and feel loved. And um, I just hope that the days ahead feel hopeful and bright for you. 
With these mother songs coming to a close, I am so looking forward to jumping back into my Atlas Three project. If you've been waiting for that, thank you so much for your patience and for understanding that I needed to explore these songs first. It means so much that you guys have uh, been so kind about the the delay in, in me returning to those songs. Um, I'm also going to continue on in my astronomy project. There's several events in space coming up that I'm really excited about to, to try to write imaginary soundtracks for. And I'm so excited to continue on in my Adams project, which are roughly one minute pieces of music that were written inspired by little things that I see in my day that I find beautiful. And, and I'm so looking forward to making new episodes of the Sleeping At Last podcast. This has been such a joy to get to talk to you more frequently. And I'll be occasionally recording episodes for earlier songs like Saturn and Touch. And in addition to debuting new songs and, and talking through all that goes into everything that I'm making. It is such a joy to get to share with you guys. Also, and I haven't shared this outside of just close friends, but I am so excited to return to playing some live shows in the very near future. As you might know, I I don't play a lot. Um, I'm, I'm very much an introvert and love writing and recording, so I love time in the studio, and that has pretty much what I have been doing for the last 10 years plus. And uh, all of a sudden in this past month, I've had this little spark that I have not been able to ignore that has um, burned a little brighter than my insecurities or any perfectionism that has prevented me from enjoying playing in front of a live audience. And uh, I'm going to pay attention to it. I'm going to listen to it. So I've already got a handful of things that I am elated to share with you. Um, I haven't been able to announce anything quite yet, but um, I will not be going on a traditional tour, unfortunately, at this point. But there will be some really, really special um, dates coming up that I am just really, really excited to tell you about. So I will keep you posted. And uh, all that to say, thank you guys, truly. I, I cannot thank you enough for helping me grieve and for listening to this podcast, for listening to these songs, for cheering me on. I, it means more than I can ever articulate. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. I, I know, I, I think I probably sound like a broken record when I keep saying it, but I, I really mean it. I'm just so grateful for you guys. And uh, this project has, has been such a gift to work on. And um, you guys have made it feel that way. And uh, I really, really appreciate you. So thank you for listening to these mother songs. I hope they can be a friend to you in whatever you're going through in, in this weird and sacred life we get to live. And uh, I so look forward to talking to you soon. I hope you have a really wonderful rest of your day.